What is up, gamers? Welcome back to another episode of the weekly, annual, contractually bound, aggressively okay podcast. I am your host, Joseph Salmoni. I am joined by uh, my co-host and father. Um, Adam Storius, and I am joined by my uh, shitlib son. Uh, and this is contractually obligated because I'm being held at gunpoint as I talk about these movies today. Uh, and shows. We're talking shows, too, Joey. Uh, can you believe it? We're, uh, we're doing a whole ass thing here. Um, uh, you know, it is, pretty, it is pretty rare that I watch TV shows, so I, I hope you all know that this is a big deal. Um, it is a big deal. And I think uh, this is the first time we've done a catch-up corner in a minute, too. Um, but it's nice because there's quite a few movies that came out this month that, uh, cause what's the last time we talked about, were you on the Dr. Strange episode? I can't remember. Uh, Malta, I think so. We're, I don't even remember who I'm drunk. Um, no, yeah, we're, uh, we took, we took, um, we did DMT before we started. <laughs> um, uh, I think that either, even if you weren't on that pod, that was the last movie we talked about on the pod. Um, so it's been a minute since we've like talked movies on mm-hmm. here um but there's quite a few heavy hitters and speaking of heavy hitters the biggest memorial day opening of all time the biggest tom cruise movie of all time we're talking top gun maverick joey i know this was a big one for you yeah i uh i've been really 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 excited for this movie uh for a very long time i love Cap- I was actually today I was talking to a friend of the pod Devin about it and I was like I had such a great time the last time I watched Top Gun that I never want to watch it again because I don't want my enjoyment of that movie to ever like dip below what it is yeah because uh, I, I the first Top Gun is like I, I think Adam might have made this comparison when he uh when he saw it um but he saw it before me and that's all I'll say uh and uh he, you said it was kind of the Mamma Mia, it was like a Mamma Mia and Mamma Mia 2 type situation. A little uh, bit. And I feel, that, I feel like Mamma Mia and Top Gun are like the perfect double feature. <laughs> That's a really good double feature. And I also think Here We Go Again and Maverick are good double features. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, <laughs> um, another comparison I had was I, I compared more so Creed 2 and Rocky 4, if that makes sense. Because Rocky IV is a very cheesy 80s movie. And you saw Creed II, right? Mm-hmm. You know how, like, Creed II, like, takes a very cheesy 80s movie and, like, gives it, like, legitimate, like, dramatic weight to it? Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I would, like, I think that's the best comparison I could give for uh, these two movies. Um, yeah, I mean, I like the first Top Gun movie. I think it's a very fun 80s movie. Um, the first time I saw it, I like I liked it, but I wasn't like crazy about it. Um, something about rewatching it last week, though, I really liked it even more the second time I saw it. It's just um, like it's like it's like barely a movie, you know what I mean? Like it's like it's 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 in a way it's kind of everything that you that I that you wouldn't like about a movie where it feels like it's like this like studio tested like market research like this is going to be the most like likable fun. Mm-hmm. like action movie ever but it's it's like everything is like set to 11 on that movie and it's yeah. so heightened that it's almost comedic uh the one the the scene i like i like i was like bursting out laughing when i because they did a re-release uh back when i think like theaters were just starting to open up again and mm-hmm. i went to go see it and i was super drunk so that might be why i liked it but i i was i really really loved that that viewing experience 
That's a very fun movie. Like mm-hmm. it's very iconic and like Tony Scott directs the fuck out of it too. Like it's, yeah, it's a very, very good movie. R.I.P. Tony Scott. R.I.P. Um, Tony Scott. Yeah, no, um, great director. Sad to sad 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 that's a sad that's a sad tale. Yeah. Um Top Gun Maverick though. Mm-hmm. I feel like I mean what they filmed this in twenty eighteen, mm-hmm. I think. Um like I remember like it was announced around the time like Mission Impossible Fallout was coming out, like before mm-hmm. it even came out. You know, and they filmed it that summer, I think. Because I remember, like, in 2019 is when I started seeing trailers for this movie. You know? Like, I distinctly remember being at, like, Rise of Skywalker mm-hmm. and seeing this trailer. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it was kind of... It's almost like... It I, it, it, it worked out for them, thankfully, because uh, they've this yeah. movie's been delayed so much that it was kind of like... Like, remember when uh, Dune was coming out? Everyone was like, Dune's gonna flop. Uh, this was kind of the, that was kind of the thing. There was kind of this air around Top Gun. Like, will it pay off that they've delayed it so much? Yeah. Uh, and it's, uh, it has gone off to a resounding success. <laughs> well, like, what, 150 opening weekend, I want to say, I think? Isn't it? It's his biggest opening weekend of all time, right? It's the biggest um, Memorial Day opening weekend of all time. It's the biggest Tom Cruise opening of all time. That's crazy. That's crazy. 126.7 million this weekend. Jeez. Um, and that's just the three day. I think the the they four day with Monday win. is like 150. I think. Dude, um, Tom Cruise basically shot Robert Eggers in the face with this movie. Uh, Tom Cruise said, "Fuck Robert, Rod, what Robert, Robert Eggers? Is that it? I think it is it I Rod. Remember, I can't say if I didn't. Was it Roger or Robert? I think it's Robert Rob- Eggers." Okay, yeah, it's Robert Eggers. Why do I always think it's... No, it is. I just Googled it. Um, Yeah, no, it's Ari Aster. (laughs) It's Ari Aster. No, it's Lulu Wang. Um, (laughs) That's a throwback (laughs) reference. Uh, Oh, that was cute. Um, Anyways, uh, yeah, Top Gun... Yeah, I mean, they they paid it off, you know? Like, it was... uh, Like, yeah, like you said, they delayed it. They delayed it over and over again. And you, I really was also one of those people. I'm like, I'm sure it'll like do good mm-hmm. business because it's hard for like a Tom Cruise movie to like straight up bomb. There's just certain actors that just have a weight to their name, you know. Kind of the the Leo DiCaprio effect. The Leo, the Brad, uh, the uh, well, Brad uh, Ad uh, bombed, so Brad's kind of I don't know if he still got that allure to him. Though there's a difference, you know what I mean, like. Ad Astra is, I like, and this isn't like Ad Astra hit, I'm just saying it commercially, it's not, you know what I mean? It's not really an advertisable movie. Yeah, like a kind of a art house mm-hmm. uh, space sad boy movie. Dude, I got a question. Riddle me this, Batman. Why is that movie called Ad Astra? Ad Astra means to the stars in Latin. Does it really? Yeah. Oh, okay. You're like, that's um, pretty fucking sick, and it's now my new favorite movie. <laughs> I still haven't rewatched it since I saw it. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, man. Um, no, I'll watch it one day. Dude, um, Ethan's listening to this right now, going, "Yeah, he's got to rewatch it." <laughs> <laughs> I like Ad Astra, but I also saw it on a broken leg. Remember when Damn, I am, dude? I remember, remember that. Yeah, yeah, remember? And I was like, just in pain the entire movie. I was like, this is a good movie, but I need to watch it again because I was in pain, and um, I contend that I was in pain and I did not give it a proper viewing. So I need to need to do that again. Um, but it's Top a, Gun Maverick, Top Gun Maverick is a movie I did give a proper viewing to because I've seen it a whopping three times. 
Um, three times. I've seen it three times now. Um, I think I can. I'm not going to go into specifics. I think I can say it now legally because um, there's just so many reviews out. I saw it at a test screening two years ago. Um, so I've been sitting on this one for a minute. <laughs> um, uh, I won't go into any like, specifics about the test screening just in case like that's legal shit. But I, I think I can at least say that I did that. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't think Paramount's gonna like coming like after me over that. Yeah, um, this episode's gonna release and then it's gonna lose all the money it made. Yeah, yeah what the two dollars that we split a McChicken on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the Patreon subscribers are gonna have to like give their money back. Um, uh, no, yeah, but I saw it. Uh, I saw it two years ago, <laughs> um, and then I saw it again opening Friday uh, IMAX at like noon. Um, and let me tell you that day, um, I have never seen more Harley Davidson shirts in in my life. Um, and I saw it again last night in 4D, um, which was, have you ever done a 4D movie? Like, Uh, no, I have not. Shit, dude. Um, I know it's like very gimmicky. I know like all that shit's like frowned upon by like cinephiles, but Mm -hmm. it was kind of fun. Yeah. I want to see something in Smell-O-Vision. Um, they like spray you during the beach scene. Really? Yeah, they like splash you with water and like um, Damn. you know the part of this movie where they have to like um very narrowly like tip up the hill, mm-hmm. like they to, uh like they go like nose first up the hill. Yeah. Um, and that's like gonna like make them pass out. Like in that scene in 4D, like it tips your chair back with the plane. Oh damn! It's really yeah, cool. I mean, that's probably it's probably is cool for certain movies, you know. I've only done this in Spider-Man, and Spider-Man was pretty good, although all the swinging got me a little bit, like, you know, like, it was, and also, like, when Willem Dafoe was, like, punching the shit out of Tom Holland, I, like, I felt it, like, I thought I was getting my ass kicked, too, <laughs> you know, in that scene, mm-hmm. um, but Top Gun was absolutely perfect in that format, um, did you see it in IMAX, Dolby, what'd you see it in? I saw it in Dolby. Gotcha. Uh, how was that? Because I, I Dolby's my awesome. preferred format. It was okay. kind of annoying because the the screening, uh, there was assigned seats at the screening that I went to, uh, which uh, and I didn't get to pick what the seat I sat in, so I wasn't in my. The, I, I usually like to sit near the back of the theater, mm-hmm. uh, and I was in the kind of the middle. Uh, so I did, that wasn't. Uh, that was kind of that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But uh, still, was still uh, seeing it on that biggest screen uh, and such a big movie like this kind of demands to be seen on something that size you know yeah um i mean have you seen it again since or just the one time uh just the one time i haven't gotten a chance to go back to it oh i recommend imax if you go again because it's mm-hmm. really good at imax um, yeah, maybe i'll go to the the point in orlando to see it on that huge screen that's where i saw it um oh nice and yeah it uh it blew me away all the aviation scenes are in like the full aspect ratio mm-hmm. um also, like any, like really any non like talking scene is full aspect ratio, and it's really cool. Um, it's beautiful. Uh, in case you can't tell, I love this movie. <laughs> um, I think it fucking rules. I think um, it's it's up there. I think with like one of the best sequels of all time, um, and I think it's one of the best action movies I've ever seen in my life. Oh um, wow! It's uh, it's just like everything. Like I can't think. I like I really have no notes in the sense that like as far as like a Top Gun sequel, it's better than the original in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like far and away better than the original. It's probably and, I, I I'm I'm smart enough to understand that that it's better than the original, but I had more fun 
drunk the first time I saw it. But maybe I'll go back to this one drunk and uh, I, see how it does. I'm kind of surprised you're not like dick writing this movie, dude. Because that's like, what I was gonna say. It's 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 quite surprising that you're hotter on this movie than I am. Because this has been I I felt like this movie was made, just made for me to like. Hello. Oh, hey. Hey. What I you said it's made for me to like. Oh, so did I cut out? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It, it feels like uh, I'll just bring it back a couple a little bit. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, it's kind of it's kind of a big twist that uh, Adam likes this one more than me because it seems like this is kind of a film that's it's tailor made tailor made for me to kind of never shut up about. But uh, I hopefully if if I see it again and I enjoy it more, I'll update I'll update my my take on the pod. Um, also, I'm gonna take this moment. Uh, I'd like to fully amend that uh, Taxi Driver is Martin Scorsese's best movie. Uh, <laughs> that is, I, I that keeps me up at night. That King of Comedy won that bracket. Uh, I still love King of Comedy, but Taxi Driver is like the Bible. Um, uh, so as, I just have to make sure that I clear my uh, my conscience of that. Joey texted me that like at midnight um, a few weeks ago, and I was I laughed out loud when I got the text. I'm like, why the fuck are you thinking about this right now? Dude, I um, just like because <laughs> uh, a friend of the pod, Ethan, uh, Ethan Hayes. Uh, hey, Ethan. Star of Spike, uh, he was like, yeah, you guys put King of Comedy over to Exit Driver. And I was like, what? I will, and I, I, I'm innocent of this, because remember, I was the guy that got outvoted on that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it was you and Dane, I believe. If I'm yeah, not, Dane. Right? Yeah. It was Dane, right. Yeah, Dane was the culprit. Um, and I like, I mean, hey, King of Comedy is a masterpiece. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, you know what? Uh, to kind of wrap it back to Top Gun Maverick, this movie made me want to watch, um, what's his Scorsese movie? Oh, the um, color of money. I still haven't seen that. Have you? Um, I saw it when I was in high school, so I can't really uh, like say I saw it. Uh, you know, like, you know when you watch movies when you're like yes. that young, you, you haven't really seen them. Like you and Moonlight. Yeah, or me and Moonlight, or me and like uh, <laughs> pretty much any movie. <laughs> any movie I watched before I was like. Sorry, that was a dick 20. move on my end. Um, I uh, no, I wanted to watch it because I um, I watched a video essay about Top Gun Maverick the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was it was about Top Gun Maverick, but it was also just about like the reason it's so good. It's just Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise. Um, and uh, he actually said something in the essay that I didn't know that he uh, actually learned how to play uh, pool and like poker and all that stuff. Uh, like he learned all about it mm-hmm. uh, in The Color of Money, which made me uh, I mean, not that I don't already want to see a Scorsese Tom Cruise movie, but mm-hmm. now I like well, it. That's, refreshed the, in my mind. that's the thing you forget about Tom Cruise is he's known as the. Uh the action movie guy, but he has worked with all of the greatest directors of all time. He's worked with Kubrick. He's worked with PTA. Yeah. He's worked with Scorsese. He's worked with, uh, the, and then he's, and then he's, but then he's also got these kind of movies and he, I, I would, do you, would you consider Tom Cruise like a filmmaker? Cause he seems like a pretty involved producer. Dude, that's what I, um, I like anytime I like watch, uh, did you listen to that? Uh, or even watch the, the cans? Uh, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I did. Yeah, that was so cool. We're just like Tom Cruise dick writers. He won the Palme d'Or. Yeah, right. Yeah, I I I think it's funny that we're just Tom Cruise dick writers like on Maine right now. Yeah, too. No, but he's like he's just a fucking cool dude, and like I don't know, like I like the way he makes movies. Like I and like he doesn't even direct them, but like he's very collaborative with the directors. It seems Mm -hmm. with like with the other actors and like his like just what like just persistence of like practicality. 
Mm-hmm. And so the cool. thing too is like he would be like the greatest human. He'd be one of the great humans if he wasn't a Scientologist. Like it's like that. It's yeah. just like the one like like it's like he's like he kind of loses on a technicality. But everything I've heard about him is that he's a really really nice guy. Like uh, behind the scenes and that like I guess uh, what's his name uh, Warner Herzog tells a story, uh, but because he's the bad guy in Jack Reacher, mm. uh, that it was really cold on right. set. And uh, Tom Cruise bought the entire cast and crew individual hot cocoa machines. Wow. So, yeah, he's like a he's like a cool, like fun guy. He just happens to be the figurehead uh, for a cult. But <laughs> you know, you win some, you lose some. Listen, I the man behind closed doors. Whatever. Like I'm not condoning it. I'm just saying, when he flies a big plane, practically on an IMAX camera. <laughs> My dick gets wet. I like it. I think it's really cool. My girlfriend's like glaring at me as I said that. Uh, I <laughs> uh, no, it's just fucking cool. Hey, if that's a crime to like Tom Cruise movies, lock me up, okay? Mm-hmm. I just, I just like, I like them a lot. I will say this is not quite Mission Impossible Fallout level, um, but I do think it is. One of his best movies. I think it's like at least top five Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Definitely his action films, for sure. Yeah, I mean, like, because I, I, the only one I really like more than this is Top or um, uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. Um, I might give you a Ghost Protocol, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like this more than Edge of Tomorrow. I like this more than uh, Rogue Nation. Uh, oh, uh, Edge of Tomorrow. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a really great one. I was thinking about that in the shower today because I was like, when's the last time, like, he does like a lot of like original movies too, like Oblivion, Edge of Tomorrow. I really like Oblivion. Uh, I think that was a really solid one. That's one I want to rewatch because it's kind of um, been reclaimed by uh, as movies do on film Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it when it came out, but I when it came out, I was also like a freshman in high school. I remember, mm-hmm. um, so it's been a minute. But I remember seeing it in IMAX. I think at a screening, and I remember liking it a lot, but I don't remember anything about it. Am I allowed to spoil Oblivion to tell a story really quick? Um, yes. Okay, so this movie came out in 2013, so you get over it. But uh, Well, I, I will say, <laughs> skip ahead a few, because it, it is yeah. trending again, so it has a good twist, so watch it. if you. Yeah, have. this is about the twist. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, My dad and I went to go see that movie, and then we both went up to go to the bathroom, and then when we came back into the movie, there were two Tom Cruises, and we were like, what the fuck just happened? It's a really good twist. Yeah, it's uh. Does it bother you that that movie that's kind of the same twist as Moon? Mm. I remember that comparison was made a lot, but apparently it was like written and developed before Moon came out. Yeah, I mean Moon. I mean they're very very because in Moon it's not really a twist. In Moon you kind of know right off the bat that that's what's going on. Like from the opening scene, yeah. Yeah, or within the first ten or fifteen minutes. Moon's a great movie though. Moon's very good. Um, Oblivion. I think Oblivion it's the past because it's like going for something different and it's also like a spectacle action movie. Um, but it's character driven and, um, I like it a lot. Also just a Kaczynski movie. Um, he's turning into one of my, uh, I don't know. I like Joseph Kaczynski. Uh, mm-hmm. he, uh, I like Tron Legacy. I think that's a fun movie. Um, I like Oblivion. Uh, do you see only the brave? Is it the firefighter one? Yeah. No, I didn't see that one. It was actually very good. It was advertised like kind of like a cheesy firefighter action movie. Um, but it's actually like a drama about, you know, like just firefighters. It has like Miles Teller and Jeff Bridges and mm-hmm. people like that. And 
it's a really solid movie. Um, and uh, I think this one is definitely his best movie by far. Because like some of the filmmaking in this movie is like absolutely mind blowing to me. Um, I I don't know if you agree with this or not. I I assume you do. But the more that we make movies, the more like certain directors and like just like shots and shit like just blow you away like more than mm. they normally would. Because like I'm like watching just half the shit they do in this movie and i'm like how the hell do you even like do that yeah. like how do you like not have a mental breakdown just trying to like accomplish this well that was what the first time i saw apocalypse now i like was i was furious i was like how do you even do that like some of this yeah. stuff is like and i think that's kind of the magic of tom cruise movies is it's and it, it it's weird because it's like when it is real and when you're actually doing it it makes the movie so much better it just like the i mean like because something like fallout or something like maverick just it wouldn't work if it was CGI. It just the, the the kind of like the part of the Tom Cruise movie is the spectacle of it all. It's the fact that he actually went out and did this, and he's actually you know kind of like almost killing himself to entertain us. And it's like it's and then also the the filmmaking is so well done. That's the thing about these movies is is if they weren't as well made as they were, they they'd be decent action films. Because I mean the the plots of these movies are not super compelling. They are not super unique. You know, I think Fallout is about trying to get nukes. Like, it's like these are kind of very kind of paint-by-numbers action right. films. But the execution is so energetic and so strong and yeah. so well done that you're just kind of in awe of it. I mean, like, Fallout is 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 like the movie to beat, is the action movie to beat right now as, as far as I'm concerned. No, it's a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a perfect movie. And I will say... Dead Reckoning looks fucking incredible. Yeah, dude. Wow. I it can't even. I don't. Know, I it's like I can't even talk about it. <laughs> yeah, seeing the trailer last night in uh, in 4D, I was like, and like this theater like rumbled when the title card comes up. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, dude, it's just so fucking good. I like. I I'm convinced that will like that really is our Infinity War and our End Game. Like, like yeah, I don't a part one and a part two of a Mission Impossible movie. Come yeah. On, bro. And like fucking, it's 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 one of those things where I remember on the pod I said that I was I was so excited for the Batman that I was nervous about it. So I'm just trying. I'm not even trying. I don't even want to think about Mission Impossible: Dead Wreck. I don't even want to. I don't even want to go there yet. You know? It's gonna blow you away, dude. I already <laughs> like uh, that one shot in the trailer always gets me when the um the fucking trains go off the track. Yeah, dude. Jesus. Yeah, dude. I <laughs> and that's part one, dude. What the fuck is part? Two? Yeah, what? How do they top it? Is is this the end? Is this the last one? Yeah, the the the, the part dude. two is the last one. Mission Impossible and uh, Fast and Furious are ending. I'm gonna have to just kill myself. I think. <laughs> I like. I. <laughs> how do you uh, How do you feel about the fast drama? Man, this is about Top Gun Maverick. I'm not talking. About <laughs> um, I. <laughs> we gotta do a whole episode on that. That's we the, literally could. Um, I think the short version is they should have hired me. I think. Yeah. Um, Apparently, I, like Vin Diesel is like late to set and doesn't know his lines and isn't like in the shape he's supposed to be in, and they keep doing rewrites. And so apparently, it's a pretty hectic set. I'm um, I'm surprised Vin Diesel has not directed a Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, um, I'm surprised that he's not. He hasn't stepped behind the director's chair. But I'm more surprised Tom Cruise hasn't yet. I think Tom Cruise is a. I don't know, I but I I think he's a pretty involved. Uh, maybe he's just like I I can't. Maybe maybe he's like a, a film purist. He's like I, if I'm in on screen, I can't be behind the camera. That's fair, but like I think even um 
do you think he's waiting until after like all of his franchises are done to direct because i can't because he's like talking about how he's like he goes to each department mm-hmm. and he, he like studies it and he like he loves the art of filmmaking like do you think he's like is going to direct something before he's like dead I don't know. It's like, what would he direct? Like, what, what, what does oh, a Tom Cruise movie look like? He'll find something. He'll find something. And then I is bet it going to be, be awesome. like some Scientology thing or like what? I bet it would just be. Um, what if he directs Mission Possible Nine, like the reboot? He reboots it. He's like the Johnny Knoxville, like how uh-huh. Johnny Knoxville like didn't really do a lot of stunts in four, mm-hmm. but he was like there. Like, what if he does, like, he just encourages, like, people to do stunts for the new Mission Impossible, but yeah, he's, like, who, behind the who camera. Who else do we have that's like a, like a Tom Cruise where they do their own, they kind of do these crazy stunts on their own? Um, the Raid guys, I know, do a lot of practical stuff. Yeah. Tom Holland. It. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Tom, yeah, um, uh, I believe Brie Larson, uh, Chris <laughs> Pratt, Don Cheadle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Don Cheadle's doing his own stunts. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Strange, fucking yeah. Yo, more like Doctor Strain, am I right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Zan. Uh, you gonna, isn't it Xanos? Zan. <laughs> Pack Panther. Um, <laughs> I, dude, Wakanda forever, you know. Uh, Doctor Lean. Uh, I, there we go. <laughs> Professor um, Zan. I heard um, Aaron Paul practically cooked meth on the set of Breaking Bad. Really? Yeah. Um, they're just high the entire shoot. That's awesome. No <laughs> wonder it's so good. Um, speaking of, uh, is this is is speaking of Breaking Bad? No, that that's not. Uh, that's, no. that's not yet. Okay. No, because I was gonna. Say, I want. I, there's a little bit more about Top Gun. I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's, uh, it's so not good. Okay, moving on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's not just the action that's good in that movie. Mm-hmm. Like the action's great. Um, like genuinely, the direction blows me away. The spectacle blows me away. The practicality blows me away. But what I didn't expect was for me to actually give a shit mm-hmm. about any of it. Um, which is which is the thing that gets you. That's that's like the Tom Cruise magic trick. Is you go in for the action, and then there's actually. Yeah. If you if you're with the story and like especially uh, this not to keep referencing Fallout but Fallout has like such a big beating heart to it and and Maverick almost has a bigger one Maverick has such a oh, this heart. movie has such a and it's also such a reverent sequel it, it, it clearly and and not in like a in Force like Awakens a, kind of way like a Force Awakens way where it's it doesn't fe- it feels kind of forced like it's clear like they love the first movie and they take it very seriously they take it seriously because they respect it enough to just like move on mm-hmm. they yeah, respect there's, it yeah there's like one scene there's a couple references to the first film and there's one scene where they re- they they sing the song in the bar again but other than that this is a new movie but like that's it's all like works emotionally mm-hmm. like all those references are like necessary yeah. Because, like, yeah, like, references, sorry, Adam Donato, but, like, <laughs> I think, um, you know, like, it, it's, like, true. Like, Goose's death was a huge part of the first movie. Mm-hmm. And That's only... kind of the thing that everybody remembers about the first movie, honestly. Yeah, like, there are, like, dads behind me saying, like, talk to me, Goose, like, as mm-hmm. it was starting. And, yeah, like... Goose is, like, a big deal. And uh, it's, like, Goose, Highway to the Danger Zone. And uh, I think those are, like, the two, and then the volleyball scene. Yeah, although they change it up enough, you know, it's like beach football in this one, and like, 
you know, they change it up just enough in this movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, that's, like, it's not that I don't give a shit about the first Top Gun, but I don't care that much. The first Top you Gun's, know? like, not a real movie. <laughs> this one made me cry. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck, man? I didn't cry, but I did tear. But by the end, I teared up. I was like, damn, this, yeah, and, and Miles Teller and Tom Cruise are great together. They have a really good dynamic, and they both give individually great performances. Um, I don't want to spoil it, but uh, Val Kilmer's appearance is great. Mm-hmm. Um, very touching. Very, very touching. And that scene between him uh, and Val Kilmer, um, Tom Cruise gives a hell of a performance in that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, I have, like, no notes about this movie. I'm. Can I say it? I, I'm going to yeah. say it. It might be a 10 out of 10. Wow, a 10 out of 10. I might, I might do it. Dude, what is that? Your second or third or fourth ten out of ten of the year? Would you kill me if I liked this more than the Batman? You like this more than the Batman? I'm up there. I'm. I'm wow, maybe. dude, you're really high on this one. It's really fucking good, man. Like I, I don't know. Like I feel crazy because I, I don't know. I have no. I don't know. I don't know. I liked it more than the Northman. I'll tell you that. You liked it more than the Northman? Yeah, it's not quite above everything everywhere. Um, I'm debating, I think I like Batman a little bit more, but it's like neck and neck. Like, I think they're pretty equal movies, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. but they're both made by like people, like actual people with a vision, you know? Mm -hmm. Like they, they have practicality. They have, uh, actors who give a shit about what they're in, you know? I got to rewatch it. I got this in my top 10, but it's not even in my, it's not in my top five even. Dude, go and I, yeah, do me the favor. Go to Point Orlando. Mm-hmm. Go see it in IMAX. You'll thank me. Like you, you'll thank me, and you'll be like, "Dude, I was, I was on crack." Because mm-hmm. um, I do think your Dolby seating might have had some affected to do with it. it. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I gotta. I mean, at, I, I, I don't. Also, to amend another take, everything everywhere is my favorite movie of the year right now. Uh, it's a perfect movie. I think I had the last time we talked about it. I think I had the Batman and the Northman over it, mm-hmm. but now I have uh, everything everywhere. Uh, the Batman, the Northman. I think. Uh, this is the last time I'm going to read my list to Joey before I make it private again, as I always do during the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, but my top five currently is a uh, cha-cha real smooth, the Northman top gun, the Batman, and then everything everywhere. My top five is cha-cha on the count of three, the Batman or the Northman, the Batman, everything everywhere. Interesting. You've, I can, okay. Yeah. Watch top Gun again, dude. Come on. Mm-hmm. Like you, you gotta, um, uh, it's but, only it's I have fresh and then I have Marcel the Shell shoes over Top Gun, but other than that, you have fresh over this. I love fresh. I think fresh, fresh is amazing. It's really good. I just like over this. Yeah, yeah. maybe I'm maybe I'm tripping. You're tripping, bro. It um, took me two views to like uh to give. It took me two views to give. Uh, when I first saw Everything Everywhere, I was like nine out of ten, and now I'm at like a. I'm like this is the one of the best movies I've ever seen. So, I've been I've been wrong before. I've been wrong many times on this podcast. <laughs> we have it documented. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know what? If we're amending takes tonight, I amend my take on Free Guy. Free Guy fucking sucks. Dude, come on, man. I... Come on. Dude, I amend my takes to 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 bridge peace with you, and you amend takes to start war with me. Hey, bro. Can you look at your shoe for me? Yeah. Your shoes are untied, bro. You're tripping. God damn it. Mm-hmm. I think that's all the time we have for today. You know what? Um, I'm actually... Wait, there, there's a knock on my door. It's the police, because that joke was a crime from the future. Um, 
Dude, you should. I was sipping water. You shouldn't. Have, you shouldn't have said that. Did you have that plan, or did you just come up with that? I just came up with that. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Amazing transition. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Crimes of the future. Yeah, unlike Crimes of the Future, uh, amazing transition. It's a mo- It's a movie. Mm-hmm. I saw it. Did you, you saw it, right? I did. I saw it tonight. <sighs> yeah, we both saw it tonight, which feels like old times. That's what me and Joe used to. We saw like a 7 p.m. Thursday showing and then we came back and did the pod. Remember, that was like 2019 era mm-hmm. where we just did that every week. Um, and uh, now Joey has sex. Um, yeah, now I'm busy. I'm busy but, out in the streets. But I don't know if you heard. Surgery is the new sex, so you can't do that. Anymore. Yeah, dude, I called my girlfriend <laughs> up and I went, we got to talk. <laughs> Um, what the fuck is this movie about, Joey? Um, it's about, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Vigo, um, <laughs> Vigo Mortensen, uh, his, his, or his body is trying to kill him, or is it? <laughs> it only because of his own bullshit. Um, yeah, all you gotta know is that, um, uh, surgery is the new sex, um vigo's like a performance artist he like performs surgery on himself um and he's growing like new organs randomly and they Mm -hmm. don't know if it's like part of the evolution or if it's like uh if it's like phony and like it's just like this big like what the fuck it's a cronenberg movie but it's not one of the great ones it's not a bad one Mm -hmm. i want to say it's a bad movie um but uh i don't know it's kind of uh, lukewarm on this one i have a feeling this will be a very short segment yeah, it's it's weird. It's it's like a, it's cool, I guess. I don't is know. It? It's it's a, I don't think this one really works as much as I have not seen his whole catalog, uh, but the ones I've seen I pretty much really like. I kind of feel have you seen Naked Lunch? I have not. It's on my watch list though. I know a lot of people like that one, but I feel very similar to Naked Lunch as I feel to this one where it's kind of like I, I I watched it and I was like, "Okay, I watched that." But like and there's some cool effects in it and there's some good performances and there's a couple and there's some Interest, there's some really genuinely kind of thought-provoking and fascinating ideas in the movie. Uh, this, this Cars of the Future thematically is super dense. There's stuff about uh, kind of there's stuff about uh, the ethics of art, uh, the the ethics of releasing uh, arts after someone has died, uh, yeah. evolution, uh, the role of like sir of of doctors. Like there's a bunch of ideas here, and it's kind of brimming with the with it's like brimming with these. It's like a it's like a cauldron with just like concepts kind of pushing together but it never really i don't think the movie ever really ties it together uh in a in in any real satisfying way and there's really nothing none of these characters are really i mean vigo is it's i like vigo mortensen i like christian stewart and i like lias i do but i don't know if i said her name right but i think you uh, did actually it's uh, I like all these actors and they they're doing actors and actresses and they're everyone does a, a fine job in the movie christian stewart is kind of doing kind of an interesting kind of uh very kind of anxious character here uh but it, yeah, it was, I was a little bit off put by that not in the bad way but I was yeah like, huh. there was uh i saw this with Devin, and uh, he's not a fan of spencer because he says that she just whispers in that movie and when we walked out of this he was like all she does is whisper so uh just a shout out d ramey but it and... just there's nothing really to there's nothing really engaging there's nothing really to grab you uh in the same way that you know the fly is you know jeff goldblum's character uh is, is like a you're super invested in him and his right. relationship and then in videodrome uh there's one the rabbit hole of this crazy mystery and then two the characters are really well defined in that movie 
Right. Uh, and then Adam just watched History of Violence, and he lo- I haven't seen that, but he loves oh, that. Oh, dude, that, yeah, History of Violence, I just saw it um, recently, and Jesus Christ, um, just about one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. Um, mm-hmm. And I've heard, like, many good things about that over the years, but um, there's something about, I don't know what I expected from that movie, but mm-hmm. it, I always it, heard it was kind of bad. I, I always heard that it was not great. No, 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 no. Because I was, uh, Maria, what's her name, Maria Batello, what's her name? Maria Bello. Maria Bello is in it, and I when I saw Prisoners, I was like, she's a, and she's amazing in Prisoners, so I was like, I oh, need to she's, watch more of she's her good performances. In this. Yeah, she's really good in this. Um, yeah, I don't know who told you that it was bad, but it's, it's it was quite, like probably like Watch Mojo or something. This was like 2013 <laughs> information, so. Um, no, it's fantastic. Um, that's probably my favorite Cronenberg, which is saying something because I love Videodrome yeah. and The Fly. Um, both are great movies. Mm-hmm. Um, no, and that's why I, I Crash is one that I've seen five. I've seen Crash, Videodrome, The Fly, History of Violence, and now Crimes of the Future. This one's definitely my least favorite. I, I don't want to make it seem like I'm shitting on this movie. Mm-hmm. I just, I think maybe I'm dumb, but I also don't think it was like, I don't know. Like you, you kind of summed it up perfectly. Like it doesn't really have a satisfying wraparound. You know what I mean? Like it's not a fully packaged movie. It just feels like a bunch of ideas. It's some cool makeup, some cool prosthetics. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's cool shit, but like, you know. Also, I know that this isn't his fault, yeah. but like this is a pretty because everything I've heard about this movie is that it's like the people were throwing up and people were having panic attacks and leaving. And I mean, aside from maybe a, like there's really honestly there's really nothing in this movie that was like super gross to me there's a right. there was a sound effect where you could hear like a scalpel on a bone that grossed me out and then there's the there's kind of there's a weird thing in the end uh, but other than that there's nothing that's like too like grotesque you know you're talking about the uh the, the younger person yeah i'm talking about the, the little boy yeah <laughs> that was a little bit weird to me um I don't know. Yeah, I it there was like a few like little the ear thing if you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that was a little bit just like visually it was creepy in a cool way. Uh, like prosthetically I was like oh that's impressive. But um, yeah I don't know. Like it was just like there's cool shit in there individually, but it doesn't really like make up anything compelling by mm-hmm. the end. Um, I don't know. I was yeah, pretty, it just doesn't it just doesn't yeah. amount to much, especially for something that kind of seems like it was like designed for like film twitter to love it just doesn't really uh no it doesn't it doesn't really hit it doesn't hit at all um just no, a shame. Was... this is the second uh kind of you you texted this earlier but this is this kind of the second art housey underground director movie that's kind of disappointed this year well i mean should we transition <laughs> into that is that what we talking about that yeah yeah you know it's more disappointing than crimes of the future let's hear it man yeah, both the uh, the gender and the uh, the Alex Garland movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, well, I don't know. I agree with the first part of that. Yeah, yeah, and he makes it abundantly clear that he's um, he's he's apparently the only good one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, are you a fan of Alex Garland movies? I love Alex Garland. I think uh, Ex Machina is amazing, and Annihilation is incredible. Uh, I. Um, and I haven't seen Devs, uh, but I really like Devs. I mean, <laughs> I haven't seen Devs, but I, I've heard it's really good. <laughs> that was uh, that was a classic Joey um, right there. No, yeah, I. Uh... <laughs> nice. 
Um, <laughs> why was that so fucking funny? Um, I think it was just the fact that you, you didn't pause. You just like completely <laughs> ran into that. Um, like a fucking like Tom and Jerry type show. Like you just like ran into it. Um, uh, Devs is really good. Um, I agree. I love Ex Machina Annihilation. So I was very, very excited for this movie. I think mm. um, I, I love everything he's done for, prior to this. Yeah, Jesse Buckley, big fan of her. Uh, uh, she's just about one of the best actors. No one talks about her, but she's like. Yeah, dude, she deserves the, like, the Florence Pugh hype, but she's not getting it. Yeah, she's um, Wild Rose. I'm thinking of ending things. Um, what am I forgetting? Uh even uh, even this, I even though she's it was in the Lost f- Daughter, the Lost Daughter, oh, she's great in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, everything that she's in, she's fantastic in. Even this movie, she's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, she can yeah, do no wrong. And Roy Kinnear are really great in it. Yeah, everyone. The thing is about this movie, uh, the craft is there, the um, the uh, the performances are there completely. Uh, visually, it's v- pretty impressive. Um, I get what it's trying to say. Like, I genuinely mm-hmm. believe that I understand the movie perfectly fine. And that's my problem. And I, th- I, and I, I think it's, I think we could both, we agree with the kind of the sentiments of the film. Yeah. Like, dude, men suck. I yeah. get it. <laughs> I like, Hey, like I, I agree sister, you know, but like, <laughs> I no like I I get it but like I think um I've read some very good like letterboxd reviews and I don't always like scour like letterbox for takes but like after that movie ended I just was like scrolling cuz I'm like I need to hear like what other people think and um I heard, I like read like a lot of takes especially from like women that were like it would have been so much better if it was like from the female gaze you know mm-hmm. um because it's like it, it really feels like almost half assed like that it's from yeah, a it's it's weird. I, I this I, I wrote this in the review that I, I put on the website, and I, I this is my press quote, but it was like, no, I didn't even, I didn't see this press, but no, I did see a press. Uh, yeah. I, I was I was like, it's it, Alex Garland is usually like such a thoughtful filmmaker, and he's his movies are so kind of thematically dense, um, and they have a lot going on, and they're they usually have like pretty um they're and they're usually pretty well done. Uh, they're really, I mean, all even because even his work as a screenwriter, he's he's a very, 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 very thorough, like thoughtful guy, and yeah. it's so surprising how kind of like one note the movie is, and it's like a, it's like, and it, and it, 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 it's you, nothing in the movie aside from a couple kind of effects and sequences um, that they don't show near the end. Um, there's nothing in this movie that you don't get from the from the law log line you know like if you're like oh it's a movie and then the roy kinnear's playing all the men in the movie it's like you can just guess it immediately like it's like a surprising i'm just surprised that a director of this caliber uh it kind of it this feels like kind of like a student film almost like it's like a very like it's it's just it's 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 like it half-assed is kind of a, a good way to put it where it's like is this really all that you're saying yeah yeah, no, I mean, it feels like it should be more than it is. And it feels like I almost like questioned my own opinion on it because mm-hmm. I had I don't know if you remember this, Joey, because this is back like when we first became friends, I think. But when Annihilation came out, um, I wasn't too hot on it the first time I saw it. And but I was like, I'm like, I'm willing to admit that I'm probably wrong on this just because I'm like, I'm tired and I'm grumpy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll go back and watch it. And sure enough, I rewatched it like three times, actually. I was just compelled by it so much. And I was like, okay, you know, egg on my face. I liked it more, you know. 
Um, and then this one, I'm I'm pretty confident that I'm <laughs> I'm on the right side of history about this one. Like I don't, and I don't hate it. Like I just I'm disappointed that I don't even. I wish I hated it. You know, I wish I loved it. I don't really feel anything towards this movie. I I think it's all very surface level. I think when I once you get to like the very like the third act of the movie, the like the last thirty minutes where you're kind of aware of what he's trying to do at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, not that it's not obvious before then, but before that you're really like okay, like you're going through the motions and you're like okay, I really hope it pays off big at the end, you know. Um, and then when you get there, when you get to what he's just building up towards, and then it cuts to credits, you're just like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, because I've been through movies where I felt that way, but I had larger questions of like, wait, what was he trying to say? I understand. Like, I, there was never a point in this movie where it lost me thematically. It just was never compelling or satisfying to me at any given point. Mm-hmm. Maybe at the beginning, like there's like the first 20 minutes where it's very abstract and I was kind of like, oh, huh, okay. But like the more it just like moves along and it just doesn't do anything new for like a whole hour. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. it just, it lost me at a certain point and it never really won me back over, which is again, upsetting because I like him a lot. Um, I love his other work. Um, So I don't know. I read an interview with IndieWire, I think, where he, um, he talked about how he wanted this one to be like less cerebral cerebral and like more like kind of like a brute force to it mm-hmm. uh where it's just like more straightforward and i'm like no dude go back to your fucking like intellectual <laughs> shit dude because it didn't work well apparently this is a script that he wrote like a long time ago i mean i believe it like i and i mix i'm making it seem like i hate this movie like mm-hmm. i don't like i think yeah. actually just more than crimes of the future probably mm-hmm. that's the thing too is this movie is like so well done yeah. That it's like it's it's like a bunch of like r- amazingly talented people got together to shoot like a like a like a college thesis script or something like it's like this isn't like a like I don't know it, yeah it's it's because the, the cinematography is incredible and the, the the main performances are excellent um and the score is really well done um and there's some really cool sequences in it uh it's just like there's no it's got like all of the it's got like all the toppings. Uh, but it doesn't have like the there's no the the meat is like rotten you know yeah no that's a good way to put it I <laughs> I don't know yeah that's a good way to put it actually yeah I yeah I don't know I just felt very um underwhelmed by it the entire experience I thought it was just uh pretty mm-hmm. pretty average pretty um like a straight up like I don't really do ratings anymore but I think this is the most like five out of ten or six out of ten movie I've seen in a minute mm-hmm. um I might give it like a five point five. <laughs> You know, yeah. like it's kind of the, and I don't give that out a lot because that's like very middle of the road as far as rating goes. But like, that sums it up perfectly. Like, I there's stuff I really liked, most just on a craft level, you know. But any form of like themes or, uh, I don't know, just compelling stuff that like hit me, uh, I can't really say it did much of anything in that regard. Um, but yeah, no, um, I don't know. D- how would you rate it if you had to rate it? Um, I'd give it like a six out of ten. Yeah, that's about right. It's yeah, like a, it's like a two star. Um, Three speaking half star, of maybe. speaking of men, Obi Wan Kenobi, he's a guy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so have you seen episode three yet? No, I have not. Are you going to? I don't know. Um, so I've seen the first three episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi. 
Um, I think we have a slightly different take, although it's not too different, I don't think. Um, Joey, I mean, were you even looking forward to this show? I was. I'm, I'm, I, the, I, in, in a rare twist, I, uh, I, I kind of, I do have like a big soft spot for Ewan McGregor as, uh, Obi-Wan. So I was really excited to see him in the part again. Uh, and then obviously I would, Ben Safdie's in it. It's cool. Cool. Man, Johnny. I love him. So mm-hmm. I was, uh, I was excited for this one. I was definitely, I was way more excited for Obi-Wan than I was, uh, Boba Fett, which I have not watched. I actually, I think the, my, because we've talked about it on the pod before, uh, maybe specifically like when making fun of like Zach Perry or something mm-hmm. uh, about like how I don't give a shit about Boba Fett. And then I think that's what made me like him in The Mandalorian. And I think that's what made me like him in his own show. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I liked the Boba Fett show quite a bit because it took everything that I have complained about with Boba Fett and actually gave him character um and i thought it was very well done um so far i like boba fett more than obi-wan um i mean i liked i enjoyed it i enjoy obi-wan so far um and i think my issue with it will maybe probably be resolved by the time it's over um it's not even like a huge issue it's just like a little nitpick that i have but i think it's like a larger disney issue and it's that do we need it you know what i mean Mm mm-hmm like, because it's implied in A New Hope that the last time he saw Obi-Wan, Vader, that is, was on Mustafar. Um, now that sentence doesn't even make any sense. The last time I met you, Obi-Wan, you were the master and I was the learner. That doesn't mm-hmm. apply anymore. Um, that's not the case anymore. Like, <laughs> and I don't know why it rubs me the wrong way so much. Because it's, mm-hmm. like, it's like they're advertising like the rematch of the century between Vader and Obi-Wan. I'm like, dude, A New Hope is out. It exists. It's been out for, yeah. for 50 years. Like, I don't know why it's being treated like as an event. It's not an event. You know how it ends. Like, that's why I'm like getting kind of tired of all the prequel shit is that it's like, I know where it goes. Like, you can't exactly build new ground when you already have the next 40 years of lore marked out you know um sorry for the rant but (laughs) that's how i feel about a lot of the disney stuff that's happening right now and i'm i've been accused of being like a dick writer for disney star wars before so this might be a shocking uh turn of events for some but i don't know how, how do you feel about it so far um, I think it's fine. Uh, I'm not too impressed with it. Uh, I but I don't hate it. Uh, it's well done. Uh, Ewan McGregor's really good in the part. Um, the uh, I know the villains in it are, are pretty cool. Um, I'm not sure what the, I don't really remember the names that too much. Um, oh, the um, well, I that those are the Inquisitors. What Reva? Yeah, the Inquisitors are all cool. Uh, yeah, Clone Wars shit. Yeah, that's that's cool. Uh, Joel Edgerton popping back up is cool too. I like that guy a lot. Um, yeah. And uh, Ben Safdie's good in the episode that he's in. Uh, Kamal was good. Uh, I lo- I love the city. Uh, I like the kind of the the not steampunk, but like kind of the the Blade Runner esque oh, vibe the to one. it. Yeah, I think that that's really cool. Um, I just and I I, I don't want to. Adam knows what I'm gonna say, uh, and I don't want to be this guy. Uh, I'm not a big fan of child actors, uh, and I'm, <laughs> so I'm not a big fan of uh, uh, Princess Leia in the film, uh, unfortunately. But uh, so why do you hate kids? Why well, hate kids? Because uh, they remind me of my mortality, uh, and I can't stand that. No, I she's I'm sure she's a wonderful lady, and this is a big break for she's her. She's like and, six. She's a wonderful girl, but uh, 
I'm not a big fan of her. Uh, and I think that the characters kind of, I just think kids are annoying. I just think, is that, is that so wrong? Yeah, a little bit. Is that so wrong? Okay. Kids, the only time a child performance is good is when they're supposed to be annoying. So that's why Babadook and Hereditary have like the two all time kid performances. Right. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, I don't know. I <laughs> I don't know. I think you're being harsh on that regard. Yeah, I, I, mean, I know it's like a me thing, but it's like just like, ugh. <laughs> ugh, kids. Yeah. Um, no, I liked, I, I, I'm making it seem like I don't like this show. I do like this show in the sense that like, I, I like it like when I have it on. Um, but in the grander scheme of things, it just feels kind of like a product more than like a hey like here's a genuinely compelling reason to bring obi like a the character back you know like because we have a really cool story to tell like it just feels like yeah people are asking for it so we might as well do it you know Mm -hmm. and it just feels like they're like okay yeah we could probably put this character in there because that doesn't like completely disregard canon um like i just think it's like okay like are we not going to do anything terribly interesting? Um, I will say though, episode, um, cause I liked the first episode a lot. The second one, I was kind of like, I didn't dislike it. I was just kind of like hmm, on it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the third one I will say is significantly better than the first two. Um, I think it's okay. really, it's really good. And um, I know I just bitched about the Darth Vader thing, but the use of Darth Vader in that episode is like actually, really well done um and it's like people like say that the rogue one scene of vader is like a horror movie and i think that's like the dumbest thing ever um but there's some shit in this one where he's like he kills people but like the way he kills people is like actually scary like it almost felt like i can't believe this is on disney plus like the way he's because it's like the vader that you know in your head but you're like but you can never see that in a pg movie you know mm-hmm. um they actually show it like him like snapping bones and like choking Jeez. people to, like death in this one you know uh and i was kind of surprised by that um so i think they do a good job in that department um i just think we're already halfway through the season like it's six episodes so like oh really yeah like it's six episodes um i I'm, I'm not hating it like i'm enjoying it enough but i'm just like i hope i feel more by the end you know i want to feel more than just like general like okay yeah it was fine mm-hmm. you know i want to i want to love it like is it is that a wrong thing is it wrong to want to love star wars mm-hmm. like i have not loved star wars since the last jedi joey and i'm feeling sad about it yeah man that's how that's how we're feeling that's how that's what us last jedi boys gotta struggle with you know although i will say though the mandalorian is i'm sorry to be a a little bit of a dick writer for Disney, but the Mandalorian is great. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It, Let me ask you this question, Adam. Yeah. So, because The Last Jedi is kind of to blame for the uh, kind of course correction that Star Wars took, mm-hmm. is The Last Jedi good enough to warrant mid-Star mm. Wars content? Like is is it is that is, <laughs> is like if if it's like you got you got to have both is it worth it? That's a good ethical question actually. That's no, I'm a good, to, I don't have the wording down, but you know what I'm trying to say. I, I get what you're trying to say. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's like a good trolley dilemma. Um, exactly. <laughs> um, yes, because I'm glad it exists, and I'm glad that uh, I get to make fun of Zach Perry for it on the de- mm-hmm. on the daily. Um, okay. 
No, I think yes, but there is a part of me because it's not even a Last Jedi issue; it's just that everyone's fucking stupid issue. Like, <laughs> it's, that's is. Am I wrong? Like, I everyone's stupid. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I let me look it up. You're right. Yeah, everyone's stupid. No, because yeah, like, right here. I'm saying it live on pod. If you think the Last Jedi is a bad movie. You're stupid. You're a dumb person. You're stupid um, and I hate you. No. You're stupid and I hate you, and you're no fan of mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you remember when Eminem like rapped about Trump? Yeah, he's that's like, an awfully hot coffee, coffee pot. Yeah. <laughs> he's like any fan of mine. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> dude, dude, but M's built different, you know. Yeah, man. Um, Yo, he's with the minions now. I like when he like. Pulled his ass out on the uh, kicking it old school <laughs> premiere. Um, uh, he is kicking it. Phoebe Bridges is on the Minion soundtrack. Uh, did you know that? I'm not even kidding. Dude, that's huge. I'm, I'm literally not kidding. Phoebe Bridges. Um, I forgot who else. Um, have you read that cat that uh, soundtrack list for Minions no. Rise of Gru? Yeah, they have like a bunch of like up and like a lot of like A-list artists um, doing huge. 70s covers. Tame uh, Impala, wow. Yeah, I know. St. Vincent, Brockhampton, Caliuchus, Thundercat, <laughs> Bridges, Bleachers, Waste, Blood, Her. Remember when Jesus Black Panther, Christ. the album, came out and everyone was like, oh shit. Yeah, um, um, this is going to be the new Black Panther album, 2022. Dude, do you want to know a funny story about the Black Panther album? Yeah. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, uh, by the way, new album is amazing. Uh, Very good. He, uh, when he... Uh, he initially offered to make the whole album himself, uh, and, and, t- and Ryan Coogler was like, "Listen, man, if you make the whole uh, a soundtrack, the soundtrack will be better than the movie, and I can't have that." So that's why it is a collaboration. <laughs> that's so actually like, pretty I, dope. Yeah, he was like, "I can't. I'm. I, he. So that's a. You know, that's kind of a. That's kind of a, a smart move from from Ryan Coogler because, uh, yeah, you know, you don't you don't want the soundtrack of your movie to be like <laughs> better than the movie." Yeah, no, you don't want it overshadowed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I, I mean, what was I talking about? We're talking about fucking Obi Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. Was... <laughs> that's how uh, that's how remarkable it is that we have forgot about it. <laughs> episode three is pretty good. I, we can't really talk about episode three because Joey hasn't seen it. Yeah. Uh, although I do recommend you to check it out because I think you would actually I'll probably like get back to it. I, I will. I mean, I, I, I want to. I like, I like you, McGregor, and I think I do think it's really cool. That uh, at Star Wars Celebration, uh, when they were like, oh, well, Hayden Christensen, is there anything you'd like to say to the fans before uh, Obi-Wan premieres? And then he said, this is where the fun begins. That's pretty cool that he said that. I like that he said that. So, I love uh, I, Hayden Christensen. And I'm not saying he's like great in the prequels, but the hate was way too much for him. And he, <laughs> especially in the third movie, like he was good in the Revenge of Seth, you know, like. So I'm kind of glad that he's getting like his redemption arc, mm-hmm. you know, um, that's cool to me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, Obi-Wan so far, I like it enough, but I'm just as just, it's more of a Disney thing than this show specifically. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, cause like, I'm looking at like half of the, like the shit that's coming out. Like I saw like John Watts is like doing some like fucking star Wars show on Disney plus, And it's like a bunch of kids that, uh, it's like the skeleton crew or some shit. And I'm like, wow, I do not give a fuck. Like I cannot give any less of a shit. Um, but watch it come out and be like amazing. Um, yeah. I mean, John Watts is, uh, is the man right now. 
Yeah, man, he's a visionary. What did he um, do? What did? How did he go? How did he get the? He got the. He itch. did cop car. He did cop car, and they handed him the the keys to the kingdom. Yeah. It's like, what is he? Does he have like dirt on someone? Like, Dude, how does you're he... you're joking, man. You're laughing at this right now. But just wait until we make a movie one day, and then we want we get offered like a Marvel movie together. Like yeah, we're gonna probably no. Dra- we're gonna no. I'm gonna I'm gonna sell out, dude. I don't care. You can sell um, out. I'll, I'll go my own way. <laughs> dude, this is just like High School Musical three. Um, yeah, dude. No, I'm I'm pretentious film boy right now, so I'm like they wouldn't let me do what I wanted. They did. But what if they did? They said you can do whatever suck. you want. No, because I don't want to get I don't want to get. I I work with a guy uh, who's like a diehard Star Wars. Like he's read all the books and stuff. He hates the Last Jedi. He's like a typical Star Wars fan on the internet. You know, he loves uh, he loves Obi Wan. Uh, and I jokingly was like, "What would you do if I signed on to direct a Star Wars movie?" And he looked at me and like dead deadly serious went, "You are not allowed to do that." And it's like I the people the fans of the of the of Star Wars, uh, of, they've grown up with it. They have like an attachment to it. And it's I don't think that they can uh. They don't want to see uh, that the shit that they like fucked with, and I'd want to fuck with it. So that's what Scream 2022 was talking about. Mm-hmm. There's little, like literally an entire that's the entire point of that movie. That's what the motivation is. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen Scream, but mm-hmm. that's like literally like what the killer's motivation is in that movie is that they didn't like the way a franchise was going, so they like killed people over it. Yeah, it's um, like I don't know. I pitched uh, this guy. He's a big. Uh, I like. He's a nice guy, and I'm, I'm not talking shit about him. He's a cool guy, friendly. Uh, but he uh, he's a big uh, comic book guy too, and I pitched him a superhero movie, a Superman movie where Superman smokes weed, and he was like, I don't even want to have this conversation. Like he doesn't, they don't people, <laughs> their, people don't want their uh, their media like toyed with, you know? Yeah, man. No, it's concerning, but like I I get it in like the sense that like I'm not calling this dude stupid or anything, but I think like generally like the mass public that consumes Star Wars is largely stupid. <laughs> Like, I mean it. Like, I genuinely think that, like, it, it's... I, I don't hate the fact that Disney bought Star Wars because, like, it gave us The Last Jedi. I still like Force Awakens. I think Solo's awesome. Rogue One's okay. Rise of Skywalker, yeah, you know. But, like, you know, Disney has given us good Star Wars, you know. I don't regret it yet. It revived the Clone Wars. It gave us a final season of that, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, there's good shit in Disney Star Wars, but that being said, like, there's also, like, a, there's an element to it where it feels like the George Lucas of it all is obviously gone. And it just, mm. it's so crazy to me that, like, we're now, like, reminiscing George Lucas when, like, 10 years ago, we were like, fire him, get him out of yeah, here. Yeah, we hated it. It was a celebration when, when he, when it was announced that he wouldn't be involved with the new ones. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy how, like, everything has changed. Yeah, um, dude. You know, um. It's crazy because Obi-Wan Kenobi is out, and that's uh, not great. But you know what is great? Um, Atlanta. Atlanta. Uh, I would say it's more than great. Yeah, what's uh, more than great? It's amazing. Uh, this yep, the newest sure. se- Atlanta Season 3 uh, recently concluded. Um, and uh, it, this is a, a very different season for the show. Uh, I would say most, you know... Uh, it's uh it, one they introduced uh, they kind of went full force into the anthology format in this season yes uh and then two they're in europe uh so it's i uh, got a lot of wacky stuff going on um are you uh have we talked about atlanta on the pod before 
don't know. No, because I think season two ended before we even started the pod. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is a good way so to date long. how long it's been. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a minute. Um, no, Atlanta. I mean, season one and season two are just about two of my favorite. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, seasons of television ever season two in yeah. particular is fantastic yeah season um, two well season one's got so many great episodes but then season two you got you have alligator man you got uh teddy perkin you got the the one with the barber like every episode is kind of a classic i love the gator one that one is so mm-hmm. fucking good dude Isn't i'm not a premiere? huge i really don't like cat williams that much uh mm-hmm. but uh that alligator man made me fall in love with him he's amazing he's amazing in that episode yeah it's uh no there's just so many bangers mm-hmm. uh and um, honestly, this season, I, I won't say I think it's like maybe the weakest one of the three, but oh, that's wow, only really? well, only because the other two seasons are like perfect. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think there's a bad episode here. There's not like there's not a bad episode here. Um, just like it's not the quite like heavy like the season two. It's like banger after banger after banger, you know, mm-hmm. like there are great episodes and bangers in this one. And that's a good ratio to have. Like I would kill for that ratio. You know, mm-hmm. um, uh, what was your favorite? Uh, man, we can't even say half these titles. I don't think. Like, like <laughs> um, but like, there. Let's do the number. Like the one, the one about the. <laughs> well, the what was the penultimate one? I don't even know how to like describe it. But the school one. Um, the, uh, and it ended with like the kid like trying to burn down the school. The black and white episode. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot it was about the mixed kid. Yeah, the mix good. Uh, uh, incredible, uh, incredible episode. One of the funniest episodes of the show. It was insane. That was one of those episodes where I had no clue where it was going. Yeah, anymore. dude, and it's like it turns into like a like a like a like a like a like a horror movie. Like a B, not a bunch of not a, not a B horror movie, but like a creature feature horror movie from like the '60s or something. It's like right. Yeah, it's, it's one of those scary. crazy episodes. That's the thing is this show. Atlanta, Atlanta. The episodes start, and I'm nervous because I'm like, I have no idea what's gonna happen. And some of them are fucking great. The big payback, the episode about reparations, is crazy. Uh, that episode. Episodes fantastic. at the funeral isn't crazy. Is crazy. Um, the last episode of the show is crazy. Um, it's like there's just so much. It's so much happened. This is a big season. So much happens in it. Uh, and I, uh, my only real kind of problems with it are. Uh, I think um, and this is me. This is, I only my only real problems with it is I think that the finale of the season uh, is a good episode. It's a really great episode. It's got some of the funniest jokes in the whole season. Uh, also, I do think it's kind of funny that the last uh, seven, the seven, eight, nine, and ten all have like crazy, crazy, crazy cameos in them. Yeah, the one in the in the very uh, the very last episode is mm-hmm. fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, I texted Joey because usually he's the one that spoils a cameo for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I got to spoil him on the lot. I didn't like tell him who it was, but I was mm-hmm. like, yo, this is like the craziest one yet because they really did just keep topping themselves each week. Yeah, and it's um, yeah, it's it's just such a it's so well done. Um, I think that I do agree that this season's probably my. I don't know if it's my it's my least favorite by default just because it is it's not as kind of banger after banger after banger mm-hmm. but uh the 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 highs of this season are like some of my favorite episodes of the whole show like cancer attack the episode uh, where he loses his phone mm-hmm. uh incredible incredible episode whenever the show really focuses on paperboy it's amazing yeah. uh and then uh the Donald Glover the Donald Glover directed episode that we can't say the title to is really great yeah. Um, the reparations episode is amazing. Um, that's, that's a great like one. One of the most like like kind of wild uh, pieces of entertainment I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think uh, before I say my favorite episode, let me get. I, I was saying my my only problem. I think the last episode of the show is good, 
uh, in its own right. Uh, but I don't necessarily know if this season really has an arc to the, I, like, I, I was kind of like, like the last episode ends and I'm like, that's the end of the season. Like I, I kind yeah. of, there's a little post credit stinger that kind of references uh, kind of this kind of reoccurring character in the season. But I don't necessarily know if uh, the season, if these characters, like, I don't know if like Paperboy's arc is over. Uh, Earn doesn't really have much to do in the season. Earn and Darius are barely in the season, to be frank. Uh, but because um, they kind of are focusing on the more anthology esque thing to it, uh, but that's, that's my only real good critique is that I wanted more of the show. Uh, and the next season is the last season, so I'm heartbroken that we're going to be losing like oh right the show. Yeah, and it's out. It's already shot. It's out in the fall. Oh really? Yeah. It's, oh, it's I had no clue it came this out this year. year. Wow. This is the 2022 is the end of Atlanta. Fuck, I had no clue. Yeah, but uh, um, I do. I yeah. do you feel the same way about New Jazz that I do? New Jazz. Um, can you remind me? New about- Jazz is the one with Darius and Paperboy, where he take they take the um the the weed cookie. Oh no, it's not my favorite of the season. Um, the black and white one's probably my favorite. Yeah. Um, which is crazy that an anthology episode um mm-hmm. is my favorite, but it's just really well done. But um, uh, no, that I mean that one's great though. I mean that's what I'm saying. Like even the ones that aren't like my favorite, like they're still bangers. Mm-hmm. That's a great yeah. one. Yeah, New Jazz, Cancer Attack, and then Episode 9 are, like, three of my favorite episodes of the whole show. But New Jazz, like, left me, like, I was, like, I was, I was like, silent for, like, ten minutes after that episode was over. It really, that episode really, really impressed me. The season opener, too, is, like, really impressive. Like, it's really scary. Yeah, it's, like, uh, it's like fucked up. It's really fucked up. It's based off a true story you told yeah, me. Yeah, and, it. yeah, it's, it's kind of, like, all of the, the real-world connections that this season has. It's, like, the show is, like... Kind of like you know, with the whole show kind of exists in this surreal height in reality, but it's it's getting closer and closer to reality as it goes on. Yeah, I know it's it's actually like a very disturbing season in some mm-hmm. elements. Yeah, this is the um, darkest season of the show for sure. Yeah, and they go like blatantly for horror at uh, some points, and it works. It's uh, tonally jarring, but like in a uh, satisfying and creepy way. You know, it's not in a way that feels like tonally imbalanced. Um, I actually think that's like one of the best elements of the show is the way that it always consistently surprises you. Mm-hmm. Um, it always subverts expectations and never plays into what you think it's going to be. Um, I think the writing is as strong as it's ever been. I think you can definitely tell that they relied more on anthologies because the cast was busier this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's creative. And I'm just hoping if I it's not even a nitpick. It's just what I hope for the next season for the final season is that they can do less anthology and they go more to like the traditional episodes. Cause it would just be nice to have the final season be more like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also just to get like, yeah, I mean, Ern, uh, Ern and uh, Darius aren't really in it too much this season. They're in the, for kind of the first half of the season, they kind of disappeared near the end, especially Ern. Uh, right. But um, Paperboy gets a lot of stuff to do. I don't know if anything tops uh, the woods from last season. Uh, that's such right. an episode. Uh, but New Jazz comes close, honestly. Uh, I really, I, I can't stress how much I love that episode. But uh, it's a, it's a great season though. Um, this is kind of one of those shows where it's like I, I don't care what you do, I don't care where you go with it. I just want to see more of it. it it's a, uh, it's, there's nothing else on TV like it really. Uh, and it's, it's only getting, it's like, and it's one of those things where the, it's like, even if I like season, maybe I like season two more. They, they, you can tell that they are getting better. Like the writing is improving, yeah. and the filmmaking is improving. The, I mean, the cinematography this season is, but like the cinematography Emmy this season, there's a there is a fierce competition for it because this it's is really a good. 
so well shot at such a well shot season. Yeah. I mean, no, it visually it's impressive. It's, it, it's out of technical front on a writing front on like everything is there. Like it's all perfect. Like there's really no notes. It, like I said, when I say it's my least favorite season, it's not because it's mid or bad or anything. It's just the other two seasons are perfect. And this is not, not perfect. It's just not as consistent. Like it's not because I would say season two, and I genuinely mean this, every episode's a ten out of ten. Mm-hmm. Every episode. Maybe there's like a, a few nine out of tens here. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the only reason it's the worst season. And not even the worst season. It's my least favorite season. Out of three amazing seasons. That's all it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um it's like picking your before your favorite before trilogy movie. Yeah. You know? Like there's no wrong answer. Um so yeah i don't know i really liked it um it, it's really good it's they have not lost a beat um you said it's airing this fall yeah it's four. supposed to be out in the fall i'm excited but i'm also sad um mm-hmm. i'm it. heartbroken i can't i to th- it's to, i don't want it to end i like i i i, and I, I pray to god that hero mirai and uh donald glover and um Stephen Glover and Stephanie Robinson. I hope they all do something together again because it's 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 really sad. It's sad to think that the show's ending. Yeah, I um, I mean, I'm okay with it like ending as long as they do like a satisfying conclusion, which I'm like, I'm, I I think they will. You know what I mean? Like, I think I, I trust them enough to do it. Um, but I I am nervous though. I won't lie, because so many great shows have not ended, um, the best. But I I, I feel confident in these guys. Um, I can't imagine it doesn't end well. But you know what? Speaking of shows that are seemingly ending well, mm-hmm. and it's and our last topic of the night. That it's ending. Um, we're talking Better Call Saul. <sighs> yeah, where do where do we even begin, dude? Okay, so we're talking season six, part A is what they're calling it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now you want to talk about what is clearly because I, I like i said atlanta season three was perfect but uh this was maybe my least favorite season even though the other seasons are perfect too mm-hmm. um this season a better call saul even though we're only halfway through it the best season so far mm-hmm. it's a, a season five that's this this is a show that consistently gets better each season yeah because uh, i really season five is such a perfect season of television that you're like oh, how could they top that mm-hmm. and then was the seven episodes i think yeah um every episode's perfect every episode is a banger the way it escalates the way it ties together the way it ties into breaking the way it bad takes even time frankly yeah yeah uh bob odekirk's performance uh rhea seahorn uh giancarlo esposito um who who plays nacho again i forgot his name um, um shit um checking right now because he's fucking um fantastic um in the show michael mando michael mando yeah tony dalton is lalo like mm-hmm. i mean everyone uh, jonathan banks we'd be remiss not to yeah because he's patrick just, fabian as a howard um yes yes patrick fabian is fantastic in the show mm-hmm. um and i did not realize how good he was until this season um, yeah uh i mean apparently brian cranston's coming back uh, with um what's his Aaron name Paul, yeah with Aaron Paul. So I don't, still kind of wish uh, the fact that they haven't shown up yet. I'm still I'm kind of pissed off that they said that, but uh, who knows when they get in? It'll be fine. Um, 
I trust them. I, I trust them. Yeah, I mean, it's like Vince Gilligan. Like he's one. He's not gonna steer us. He's not gonna lead us astray. Interesting though. This is jumping ahead, but the last episode of the show is directed by Peter Gold. Oh. Not Vince Gilligan does the penultimate episode and the the opening of part two, but uh, he doesn't do the last one. Interesting. Yeah, I guess um, uh, the the story is that he that uh, it's more of a two hander uh, as is better call Saul or Breaking Bad. He was the kind of the guy. Uh, with this one, it's a lot more kind of the him and Peter. Right. Well, no, that Peter, makes sense. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I mean, I think there's like pretty much um, there there's no misses this entire season so far. Yeah, right? there's there's nobody making better TV than this. Uh, I uh, this is this season is better than Atlanta. I like I can I even though I love Atlanta, this is this is like this is like an event. Like this is like a big deal. This is reminding me of how I felt when Breaking Bad was ending. Yeah, um, it's like uh, it's not it, as chaotic. I haven't been this excited for TV since like Succession. Yeah, no, I mean I agree. Like, I mean it's not as chaotic as the last season of Breaking Bad because I mean you weren't watching Breaking Bad while it was airing, were you? No, I didn't. Yeah, I like because like to be there like live in 2013 <laughs> when it was ending. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll never forget how I felt when Hank sat on the toilet and it cut to black when he mm-hmm. found uh, about you know Heisenberg. Uh, in 2012, well, I feel like Saul gave us something similar. <laughs> well, I it does like it's really an incredible um, cliffhanger. Um, actually, you know what? Spoilers ahead because mm-hmm. if you have not saw, seen the season yet, just don't listen. <laughs> just watch. Let's it. start with uh, with um, episode three. Uh, uh, one of our well, this is this season. Uh, has been really good. Um, it's uh, kind of this. It is kind of a slow burn, though. It kind of is. Uh, they're kind of taking their time, uh, and I think it's because uh, season three, Rock in a Hard Place, uh, we see um, us, we see Nacho uh, bite the dust. Yes, that um, episode is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew it was probably heading in that direction, but the fact that they killed him off so early. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that, too. The way that it was brutal and the way they it, it's like immediate and just like um, not to jump all the way to the very fucking end, but the way um, Howard goes out. Jesus, um, I don't even know where to begin with that. Like both of them, like they they both like it's such a, like a immediate death because mm-hmm. like there's so much like um this is what I love about like Vince Gilligan like between Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul there's always like someone speculation of like how a character will die or like where they end up and then he just like fucking ices them immediately like he just like gets it done you know like every time mm-hmm. like I remember I will never forget how I felt when I saw Jane die for the first time yeah well um. Because I was just like, oh, fuck. Like, you know? Or uh, is her name Andrea, the, the, the Jesse's girlfriend in the final uh, season? That too. Yeah, that was heartbreaking. Um, mm-hmm. One of the saddest TV scenes ever. Yeah. Um, and it's like, uh, I mean, it's just. Even Hank, dude. Yeah, I mean, like Hank. Yeah, dude. It's, it's sad. Like, I, uh, like, Nacho really hit me. And I'm like, I have, like, PTSD from, from Howard. Like, it's like, these are really, like, they're really, like the show has kind of been setting up these kind of buildings that they, and then they're just burning them down now. It's just the whole show. It feels like the whole show is burning down. It's a, it's, it's like if you, if you didn't know that the show was ending, you could tell just from watching it, like the way that the, the plot is going, like things are coming to an end. Like it's, we're also no gene this season. We haven't seen any flash forwards yet. Yeah. I'm wondering about that. Um, I'm assuming season uh, or uh, part B of the season 
we'll lean more into it because I'm guessing that's how um you know uh, uh Jesse and uh Walt mm-hmm. come in because they won't they won't be all the way uh uh well I know what you're talking about like the flash forwards to the black and white yeah I mean uh, we had the, it opens with them seizing all the the property from his mansion but uh which is a well, pretty get all that money uh, my, but <laughs> well my my okay so do you think when season B uh or part B of season six uh or season seven right now I forgot mm-hmm. season um six. season six uh, part B picks up. Do you think there's a time jump, or are we gonna see the immediate ramifications of Howard's death? I think we. I think it'll open with the Gene scene, and then we'll jump back into that because he still has to have the conversation with them. We don't know. We don't know what he wants to talk about. Right. I think he's gonna like try to get him, to, like up with uh, Gus, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the question is: Is Lalo dead? Um, that's the thing though is that my my uh the one of the theories that i read online is that uh lalo because if lalo if the court thinks that lalo is dead uh saul gets the money back saul gets the bail money back uh so then he get he he, that's where because he he i mean he's we always knew he was doing well for himself but uh that mansion is like ridiculous like it's like i it's like where did that money come from and even the sandpiper money that he'd get from the settlement uh, wouldn't equate to that. So I think that that's kind of so something. Something has to happen to where Lalo bites the dust, and also, um, kind of the whole season. Uh, Gus is just a paranoid freak. Uh, he's right. like really paranoid, and I don't think he'd return to normal and kind of take the risks that he does with Jesse and Walt if he thought that Lalo was still out there. So I think Lalo does have to die. But like, there's that one scene in um, what do you call it, Breaking Bad? Where it's the first scene where he uh remember when uh got Jesse and uh yeah they take him out to the desert and he's like did Lalo send you mm-hmm. so like there is that it was Ignacio not me yeah it's uh so so Saul is unaware of it so yeah so if he's dead yeah he doesn't know um I so I have, and then the same thing with like Kim like okay where's Kim yeah well also this this is the big thing with the with the with all of these Kim theories is that do you remember the flash I don't remember what season it is but there's a flash forward um where it's like it's him and what's the um what's the secretary's name uh, she's a great character Betsy is that her name um, I can't I know who you're talking about I just can't remember her name yeah she's a great character I, I I'm sorry I'm blanking her name but it's her it's yeah, him Betsy. it's Betsy oh it's it's oh no no Betsy. sorry that's that's the Kettleman um oh yeah uh i forgot but yeah she she's fantastic in the show she's really good yeah she's really great she's like it's good to see her in the show too um Mm. she uh yeah no but she uh it's a flash forward and it's it's saw it's her and saul shredding papers before saul disappears himself Mm. uh and then he tells her to make a phone call for him at a certain atm at a certain time so that's like and all on the saul and on saul reddit that's all we can that's all anybody can talk about is who is this phone call to so I believe that Kim might still be alive. Um, the the kind of the prevailing theory is that she's gonna go. She turns evil. Uh, but I don't know. It's just such a so much has happened, and it's it, it feels like I, I I still we're halfway through the season. I have no idea what's gonna happen. I think um, what's his alter ego's name again? Like the uh, or like his witness protection name? I forgot. Uh, Gene something. Gene. I think my prediction is like the final episode cuts to Gene. It starts in black and white, but then it goes into color as Gene. Well, that's what I mean. And well, the fucking thing was the uh, motherfucking uh, the oh Francesca, that's her name. Yeah. Um, Francesca. Uh, the, the 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 the. Did you watch the episode live? 
Uh, no, I didn't. But I like watched it immediately. Because I'm, if I'm not mistaken, was that not the night we saw Doctor Strange? Um, no, it wasn't the night we saw Doctor Strange. I was seeing, I was like at a movie, whatever night it was airing. But I remember like the minute I got home, I started. Like I didn't go on Twitter. Like I didn't, I didn't even text you. Like I just yeah. like watched it the second it aired. I think we saw Doctor Strange the night Nacho died. Right. I, I think. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I remember. Really think, but... I, I remember I was busy the night that, um, or at least like when it was airing live, and I, I immediately got home and watched it. Yeah, but I think it's uh, it's the when it ended, it cut to a uh, a, a commercial like a like a teaser for the, the second half of the season, like coming back in, and it was black and white of uh, Saul in uh, Kim's apartment, and then you hear Saul talking, and he says, uh, "And after all of that, a happy ending." So it's like, is is do they live? Like what happened? Like where does this character? Where do we? Where does? Where do they, where do we leave this character? Like does this character deserve a happy ending? It's like what are, what are they going to do with him? I just hope it's not like ambiguous. Like I hope they give a definitive end. But like mm-hmm. that's that was the good thing about El Camino. Even though I like I like El Camino, I don't love it. I think it's good. Um, the one thing I do like about El Camino is where it leaves Jesse. Mm-hmm. It's a happy ending that feels appropriate. It's not like overtly like sentimental. Mm-hmm. It's just like a moment of like peace. It like it's boring. It's a quiet ending, but that's what he deserves. It's a quiet life, you know. Mm-hmm. And I hope they give like a like the same way they give Walt. A, like just a final end and jesse a final end where you never go you never go back to that character ever again do the same for saul give him a definitive ending i don't care if it's happy or sad or somewhere in between give him a definitive end where we can mm-hmm. walk away because like i'm pretty sure that's the last time we'll ever see him as uh saul goodman mm-hmm. it's and sad that, it's it's like the end of an era he's been playing yeah. this character for like 10 years now my question is uh do you think do you think they ever find a way to like bring back the universe again or is this it like well they said because vince gilligan when the season premiere said that there's more stories to tell in this universe but i'm like i don't really know Uh, my my thing is like are they gonna really because saul being good is a miracle i think everybody was skeptical when saul got announced and it's the fact that saul is good and it doesn't and is as good as it is is like a miracle so it's like do they like tempt the fates again and go after another another spinoff, or do they just close the book? I think um, if you do something else, you don't make another prequel. You make a moving forward thing. Um, but don't bring back any of the old characters, I don't think. Because mm-hmm. uh, you can't. Like, Jesse, his story's over. Um, like, you, like, it's like, why would you ruin El Camino's ending just to, like, bring Jesse back into the mix, you know? Mm-hmm. Like that defeats the entire purpose. I don't know how Saul ends. Maybe it ends with him becoming a uh, a lawyer again. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I can only assume that's not how it ends. Uh, like, don't bring back anybody. Except for, like, side characters, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think I read something about, like, another, like, um, Salamanca. Like a Salamanca spinoff. Mm. I don't necessarily need it. Um, yeah. But then, again I, again, I said the same thing about this. And then it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. So I'm prepared to eat a shoe, you know, but yeah. like, I mean, I hope it's, I mean, I would be, obviously, I mean, I love these guys uh, the same way I feel about uh, like the guys who do Atlanta. Like I hope these guys do something together again. Cause they're so good at it, but I don't know if I need it. Um, and I, I do think it's like, this is like a miracle that they, it is as good as it is. Uh, but yeah. it's like, I don't know. I think, and it all depends on, we don't know how this ends too. And I, this is what I said this about breaking bad, but if you watch breaking bad, when you, if, if like, 
when the season starts, that's the thing is we can sit here and like theorize about what's going to happen. Yeah. But uh, when if you watched the midseason finale of the last season of Breaking Bad and then you were told what happened in the last episode, you wouldn't understand what was said. So much so much happens in that back half of the season mm-hmm. that it's like well, there's so much there's so much like. Like, I, like if you were like if you watch you know Hank open the notebook and you're like okay yeah so then Walt uh, kills all the Nazis with the machine gun like you, the, none of the sentence doesn't make sense you don't you don't have enough information to like really get it so I don't know I just I mean this is like Saul is kind of my like obsession right now so uh, that's what I, I I joke that all of my favorite TV shows are on air right now and they're all ending so it's yeah. uh, it's uh, I don't know. It, I mean, we could, we'll talk about Barry at some other point, but Barry's really good right now, too. But I just it's sad to see the show end. Um, but I'm I, this is a really great season. Giancarlo directed an episode and so did uh, Rhea. That was a great episode. Yeah, all yeah, those episodes do a great. great job. This is the only show I think that gives uh, I would say that Atlanta has the best cinematography. But the cinematography in this show in this season is amazing. Like that. Oh, yeah. That shot on the garage door is awesome. There's so many great scenes or like so many like great shots in general. Um I, what was your favorite episode from the season? Because there's so the many good episode, ones. Plan and execution is like the best. I think it's like the best episode of the show. It's really good. Like the, the because like everything's leading to that the entire season, which is mm-hmm. what this show does so well is that it like laces all the little plots in, and you're like, okay, okay, like just like plants the seeds. Like, but the whole season they're like staking out and they're like just slowly fucking with him. Mm-hmm. And like, and like, in really unique ways, each episode. Like, it's sometimes like a B plot to an episode. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's like a larger, like the Nacho thing was going on, but then you would cut back to like Jimmy and Kim, like doing something like that with, uh, with Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, and then, <laughs> the way it ends. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's horrific. It's well, like wait, but before he even dies. Before he mm-hmm. even dies. Like just like the conversation, like where he confronts, uh, you know, yeah. Saul, where he's like, he's like, you know, what, like, what did it take? Like, is it because I'm an asshole? Is it because you know I'm rich? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm, like, I'm my daddy. I didn't have to try as hard as you guys did. It's yeah. He, I mean, he, yeah, he's amazing. It's like the out. It's like Nacho and Howard both deserve Emmys for this season because they go the what they're he, Patrick Fabian is amazing this season. He really shines. I think Tony Dalton too, because like Tony Dalton is like, yeah, dude, he's and it's like fucking you fucking hate Lalo, but he's such a good fucking character. He's so good. Um, yeah, I love Tony Dalton. He's fantastic mm-hmm. in the show. Um, his performance is fantastic. Um, I truly, I don't know. Like, I would give Emmys to everybody. Mm-hmm. Like every single person, even Mike. <laughs> like, I would say, um, uh, who, who plays Mike again? I forgot his name. Uh, Jonathan Banks. Jonathan Banks. I would say Jonathan Banks is even better in this than he is in Saul or in Breaking Bad, because mm-hmm. he's he. You get more Mike in this series. Like you get to know him better. Like mm-hmm. that scene where he's like watching his uh granddaughter. Because when you find out that the safe house is a uh, across the street from uh his granddaughter, mm-hmm. and he gets to watch her like like look up into the stars every night. Mm-hmm. Like oh come on dude. Yeah. Like, dude it's so i mean good. this is like early season stuff but that whole plot with where he when he goes to kill his uh to avenge his son's death that's like all credit it's like amazing dude it's so good i this is like i can only imagine part b will be even better if not just as good mm-hmm. um but like so far not to speak too early 
this is one of the best tell like uh what's one of the best shows ever but this is like one of the best seasons of tv i've ever seen yeah it's it's so it's like if we're not even really talk, we're just we're just kind of, we're not even really talking specifics about it just because it's to to go to say that to say that uh, bob odenkirk is good in the show is redundant it's such a it's it's the show is so good it kind of speaks for itself you don't even really need to yeah. Like, of course, it's amazing. Of course, the writing is excellent. Of course, there's, like, all the filmmaking and the foreshadowing and stuff. I mean, that fucking thing where Howard is uh, spinning the Coke can at the beginning of the episode, so like, to mim- like, mimicking the, sp- the, the the silencer, it's like, geez. But it's it's just, I don't know, it's, it, 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 I, it's, it's, I, it's like, I, I, I'm so happy that I get to be alive when this is coming out. It's like, this is just such a great show. And it's, I mean, I'm such a huge, the first Breaking Bad is like foundational. And uh, this is even, this, this is just, just as good. And it's, it's, I can't wait to see how it ends. Um, And I hope that Bill Burr shows up because uh, he's not in the first half of the season. I'd love to see him pop up again, uh, but uh, right. he doesn't, it's all good. Well, see, has he been on the show yet? He's in, no, he hasn't been in the Better Call Saul, but Huel showed up. So I'm like, well, if Huel's there, yeah. why can't fucking uh, Bill Burr be there? Yeah, I was about to say, I, don't, I didn't remember if Bill Burr. I will say this. Bill Burr was alluding to the fact that he had an acting gig around the time they were filming. So I don't know. I can't confirm that. But I listened to Bill Burr's podcast, and he said he had a filming. He, he was going to film something for a day. So I think it might be Mandalorian. Oh, Mandalorian season three? Yeah. Dude, that pissed me off. I mean, he's amazing on Mandalorian, <laughs> That's remember when he he like fucking hates the Mandalorians. He's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a that was a great episode of Mando. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, uh, I I mean I would love to see Bill Burr back. His little bit in uh, Breaking Bad's fantastic. Um, I uh, I have no expectations. I have no needs or wants other than I hope it's satisfying and I trust them. Otherwise, literally do whatever the fuck you want. I'm My... like I just trust them. My current, my theory, uh, even though I just said earlier that having a theory is pointless, but my theory is that Kim is going to take Howard's death, like, really hard. Uh, and then, because the thing is, is they all, everybody at the courthouse, like, iced Jimmy after he helped Lalo. Uh, so if they thought that Jimmy was connected to the, because Howard is a high, like, level uh, lawyer, and he's currently involved in a lot of controversy, so they can't just make him disappear. Yeah. You know, it's uh, he's not like a he's not like a like that kid in the desert that they can just melt. You know, it's like that yeah. he's a, he's a big guy. And if they thought that that and Saul is a prolific lawyer in at the beginning in Breaking Bad, so it's like if they thought he was connected to a murder, yeah. he's he was always shady and he he you know like behind closed doors he's got very flexible morals, but he's never like uh, that that was never his reputation that he was a killer. So it's I think that. Kim is going to take the fall for Howard, uh, like legally yeah. and then disappear herself. And then Jimmy's going to like come to the apartment and find a note. Uh, and right. then that's who's call. That's then, then that, that's the phone call situation they have because they can't communicate. And yeah. then she gets the card for the, um, for the, uh, the, the vacuum cleaner repair. And then unfortunately, um, Robert Forrester has passed away. So to have her, di- I think her disappearing off screen makes sense. Yeah. I was going to say, cause maybe that's like how, um, Jimmy gets to know, uh, uh, mm-hmm. that character and that's how he refers to all his clients to him is because kim is the one that knew him mm-hmm. um no like that adds up i mean i yeah. but like you said like theories like yeah, I, again it's it's gonna be it's gonna be something crazy and probably awful so i mean i think uh i i don't think she's dead present mm-hmm. day i don't least. think she's dead uh, i don't think she's dead but what's up i have no clue 
Mm-hmm. Or maybe she does die. Because, again, I didn't think Nacho would die. I thought that Nacho... I said the same about Nacho. I'm like, I think Nacho is just, like, one of those characters that, like, slips out. Mm-hmm. Like, barely. But no, they fucking murked him. Like, and, you know... It was funny. I saw a meme... Uh, and it was like, even though I disagree with the meme, because I think Skylar is a great character, but it was like uh, me watching Breaking Bad, and it was like, Skylar's so rude to to Walt, she should really be nicer. And then it was me watching Better Call Saul, and it's like, Saul better apologize for the tone that he took with Kim in that scene. I really didn't appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> I mean, everyone loves Kim. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she, she's great. She, she is so fucking good in this show mm-hmm. and um, a great that, director really really great director yeah. that sequence where they move the car is incredible yeah yes yes the way it's shot like there's that shot where you can just see him through the window really inventive really fun uh she's yeah. a great director Giancarlo Esposito did a great job as well yeah I I have no notes like everything this season has been perfect and I can only assume part b will be better because then there's nothing else like it's there's no breaks mm-hmm. like it's all full steam ahead from there and what is part B? Is it also seven episodes? Yeah, it's uh, no, wait, wait, one, two, three, four, five. It's only six. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Damn, dude. Um, yeah. So I, I guess to wrap it up, when part B ends, I mean, dude, should we do weekly episodes? I'll do it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I think we should do it. It's the final um, season. Might as well, you know. I mean, it's only six episodes. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, I like. I like the because um, me and Murphy do it for uh, in the multiverse, but mm. I think it would benefit especially a Better Call Saul. The Gilligan verse. Uh, yeah, the Gilligan into the Gilligan verse. Um, no, that would be great, especially just so we can like live react to like the individual episodes because like then we're gonna have stuff like this if we just talk about like oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck you know just like yeah dude back, well if back. you caught if we did this for uh episode seven i would have just been like oh my god oh my god <laughs> oh my god like, like i was because i i had plan again reference to ethan hayes i was hanging out i had plans to hang out with ethan hayes after i watched episode seven uh and i was driving to ethan and i just kept, i just kept going like ah oh, fuck like they fucking got ah oh, god like ah uh. yeah I don't even, and Howard is like kind of an unlikable character, uh, but I just feel awful. I just feel awful, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's the great thing about the show. That's the great thing about Vince Gilligan is that he's the man. Um, I, do I want him to do something non-Breaking Bad? Yes. I want him to move on a little bit, but as long as it's this good, I also can't care that much, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I really can't care because it's just so fucking good. Yeah, I mean, um, maybe this is just like his Star Wars, you know? This is Star Wars. Um, uh, break Better Call Saul is the new Star Wars. Uh, surgery is the new sex. Mm-hmm. And um, Adam is wrapping up the pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> um, Joey, where can everyone find you online, buddy? Uh, you can find me at Joseph underscore Salamone on those platforms. Um, you can find me streaming RRR on Netflix again this weekend. Because uh, it rules, and Joey needs to watch it, like a good boy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll watch it. You should. It's really good. Um, I knew this day was coming. <laughs> um, you can catch me and Joey texting each other about Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can also find me on Twitter at Adam underscore not Sandler. Uh, Letterbox at Adam not Sandler. And uh, my other podcast, Selenio Canon, where we just talked about Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, very Zillennial movie. I highly recommend it. It's a very good episode. Uh, we only do good episodes, but that's one of the very, very good ones. 
Uh, still got to get Joey on for surfs up one day. Yeah, um, definitely. That's happened this year, I think. Mm-hmm. Like it's, we, I keep saying that, and I never do it. We need we to do can, it. We'll do it to 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 ooze my to not ooze to to save my broken heart after Saul and uh, fucking um Saul and Atlanta end. Yeah, we'll make sure it happens. Because uh, only surfs up can mend a broken heart. Mm-hmm. And Barry's ending soon. I mean, the season, it's not confirmed the next season's the last season, but Barry's, the season's ending soon, so. Barry, um, God, I, we just wrapped it up, but I will say this. Barry, uh, I think it should end soon. I hope it ends next season. Not because I don't love it, but because they are the perfect stepping out point right now to make it, like, really effective. Yeah, I mean, not to make it a whole Barry thing, but uh, it does, it's, see, I'm like, what else can you, like, if they got, if they announce a season five, it's like, where, what are you going to do, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I'll save it a little bit because I, we are going to do a Barry episode when season three, uh, when's the finale? Like, what, two weeks from There's now? There's two episodes left. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be back in like, we'll be back in two weeks. How about that? We'll, we'll talk about, uh, Barry and whatever else we've seen. Oh, dude, then. fucking Bear, Bill Hader directs the, uh, next two episodes. It's gonna be great, dude. That car chase in the last one was fantastic. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> okay, we're just gonna keep talking about Barry. We'll be back in two weeks, guys. Bye.